0: Welcome to another nostalgic-filled episode of Cineblokes. I am Benjamin Baker. And I am Percival Burrows.
1: What? 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 No, sorry. You've been in the Oasis the whole time. I have. No, it's me, Kaylin. Look at him. Oh, oh,
0: all right. He's out. He had his, you know, VR glasses on. That's not the real Oasis, though. Those are just games and
1: apps. It wasn't real VR anyway. I I just cut out a cardboard cereal box and put it on my eyes. I was wearing kitchen mitts. So, sorry,
0: we did, just came from seeing Ready Player One. Um, and that's what they do they yeah. throw on some kitten mitts, put a cardboard box over their face, and See, then there's somebody what
1: else. What it was is I liked it so much that I was trying to recreate the Oasis, only I have no technical know how or savvy whatsoever. <laughs> so, it failed. But I appreciate the
0: effort. I think, I think you uh, keep trying. You know, the first one always fails. That's what they
1: say. You know, you know who my my avatar would be, don't you? Uh, well, yeah, obviously Nick Cage. Obviously, yeah. But which Nick Cage? Would you just have a permanent Cage face? Ghost Rider, Nick Cage. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually not a bad avatar. So so when I need to be badass, (laughs) I go Flame Skull, and when I need to bring on the Cage charm, I do Cage face.
0: I don't think you should have ever seen this film. I should have seen it alone and done this by myself.
1: It has ruined reality for me, I will tell you that. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so we've just seen Ready Player One, uh, based on the very popular book of the same name. Um, yeah, directed by Steven Spielberg. He, uh, he came back to direct this.
1: And it was, uh, the screenplay of this was written, it was co-written by Zach Penn and Ernest Klein, who wrote the novel. Yeah, that's right. That man did not die.
0: Um, no. just so everyone knows. This book is not that old. Nope. Uh, the book was written in, it was published in 2011. Um, so it's only like seven years old. It's not, it's not that far back. It's, I know you think it's farther back than, you know, you, but look, 2011 was a very long time ago. The world was different. So long
1: ago. Yeah. I mean, obviously there was books. Right. People Re- read. Yeah. I've
0: never read it. Not so, anymore. No. Yeah.
1: You just hook up to the Oasis. And That's watch, right. You watch yeah. the book play out in front of you. I'll
0: just take someone's word for it that the book
1: was better. I don't know. Mm. I have no idea.
0: Um, yeah,
1: so... Yeah, so we'll, uh, you know, we'll go over the plot, sort of. Right. No spoilers.
0: No spoilers. That comes at the end, obviously. Um,
1: yeah, so uh, the film
0: takes place in 2045. Um, the world's gone tits up, where everyone is, you know... Broken.
1: Look, basically, the world has become China. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that China is so overpopulated that they build up. Yeah. They just build up and up. You have, and so the sections of the world called the stacks, that's how Chinese live right now. <laughs> Only in America. That's right. Yeah. Where apparently everyone lives. Yeah including the five best players inside the Oasis. But that's neither here nor there. It's, it's not important. The real world is not important. No. It's in shambles. It's, that's all you need
0: to know. Everything sucks yes. in the real world. Um, so uh, there's a uh, thing called the Oasis, which is a virtual world that exists uh, when you put on your glasses and you can be anything. Yeah. Do
1: anything! It's interesting, because back home, the Oasis was the name of a club for homosexuals. This is this is true. It's also yeah. the name of a band. It is. That hated There's each other. So many different things. Yeah. It's also the name of the elementary school. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Very you good.
0: went to school in the Oasis? I did. That's pretty amazing, Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why you're not smarter. I feel like you should know more. Yeah, Well, didn't pay much attention, so... <laughs> Clearly. Um, but that's, that's that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so, uh, so everybody goes to the Oasis. Literally everyone goes there, uh, because it's better than the real world and they can do whatever they want, be whatever they want. Um, and there is a, uh, the creator has put in these Easter eggs where if people can discover the clues, find the Easter eggs, they will win. All of the oasis, full control, a trillion dollars, they'd be
1: the richest man in the world! Basically, yeah, so, there's three golden tickets, and. (laughs)
0: Sorry, the keys. Whoever
1: finds all three golden tickets wins a lifetime supply of
0: chocolate. Sorry, Caitlin, but the keys in this film, um. Right. Yeah, no. It's the same thing, yes, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, so, oh, yeah, it's basically, it's Willy Wonka. Yeah, no, it's it's
0: Willy Wonka on nostalgic steroids. Yes. This is what it is. That is
1: very much true.
0: <laughs> um, the soundtrack was phenomenal. No, it was. If, uh,
1: look, if you're into the, the 80s, I think. Look, I,
0: I, will, I will tell you this. If you are a, and this is something I think Steven Spielberg does very well uh because he is such a lover of that time period that he you know made most of his films and most of the things that we love about Steven Spielberg so uh this film is once you get to the Oasis, it is jam-packed with more pop culture references than you can even... Like, your mind doesn't even process that that is what's happening right now. Yeah, it is. Because it's, it's almost an overload. It really is.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's stuff that we didn't even pick up on. Yeah. Because a lot of it does just flash by real quick. Right. Uh, Multiple references to, I feel like, Friends yeah. of Spielberg. Yeah. So we had not one, but two... Back to the Future references. Right. We had the DeLorean. Yes. And then also the Zemeckis Cube. <laughs> the Zemeckis which didn't Cube. it didn't hit me when he first said it. Yeah. And then it was when he activated it and the Back to the Future music started playing. He said the name of it again. He's like, It's the Zemeckis Cube when you activated it, it reverses time for thirty seconds. And I was like, Oh shit, Rob <laughs> Zemeckis directed Back to the Future. So uh, Yeah,
0: so this I mean, this whole movie takes place in a pop culture uh, Matrix. Matrix. Yeah, no, it's the best way to say what it is, um, and yeah, so you basically follow Wade Wilson, or no, yeah, Wade Wilson, uh, Deadpool, uh, as he tries to, you know, discuss, and then shenanigans ensue. That's yeah,
1: and uh, it's so inside the thing too. It's basically when you when you play, it's you know, it's a big game, but uh, because everyone's there, because life sucks so much, right. It has real-world value, in the sense that there are coins in the game that you play for, and you use them to buy stuff. But if your avatar is killed, you lose everything.
0: Everything, yeah. Right.
1: And and so and they have these things that this company uh, has created, uh, where you can take out a loan. <laughs> In right. the game, and then when you can't pay it back, they come and collect you and throw you into basically digital slavery. <laughs> do, it is. It's true. It's <laughs> true. So. It is, it is a digital slavery. Yeah, no, it's, they call it
0: loyalty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so glad you like The Oasis. <laughs> because you're stuck there yeah, yeah, forever.
1: Permanently.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. No, no, so obviously, you know, you can't have a film without a villain. Um, and there is your, run-of-the-mill, you know, corporate arsehole. I think he even refers to himself as a corporate arsehole uh, at least once in this film. He might have um, been. Even his fucking avatar is a corporate arsehole. He doesn't even bother to change it. He's just stronger.
1: <laughs> That's it. That's the only difference. Yeah, just a stronger jawline. <laughs> That's it. Full of head of hair. Does <laughs> it black. <laughs> But he, uh, you'll recognize him when you see him because you will. he's basically you will. played a bad guy in everything. in everything.
0: I don't think there's anything he's been in. Uh, and when we get to casting, you know, we'll we'll yeah. go into it more. But he's, uh, you know, he's got this other corporation called the 101. and um, and they do something. I don't know what they do. They hunt and they employ things and they yeah, create technology because it, it
1: just, the prize of winning uh, for finding everything is you get you get control over the Oasis because the creator is dead. And so they are trying to find it so they get complete control over the Oasis because they're like the next best competitor. Right, is what it that's is. right. And they're, um, and they're, they're just <laughs> full
0: of corporate greed. They want to
1: throw up ads that obscure 80s, was it, 80s, 80%. 80%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he news. said
0: you can do up to 80% before inducing seizure. Yeah. Um, so they basically want a NASCAR race car the fucking yeah. Oasis when they log in. Yeah, just
1: fucking spyware all over might <laughs> Yeah, your, your like the internet world. today, yeah. so... Exactly.
0: <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Nope. Um, yeah, so it's
1: a race against time, yep. and uh, a lot of adventure. Yep, you spent um, lots of time in the Oasis. Yes. Mostly in the Oasis. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that That's, leads us to casting, really. Yeah, sure. Um,
0: so we've got... Uh, well, directed by Steven Spielberg, which I already said. Um, they're Tysha Reedan. Uh, he plays uh, Wade Watts and mm. passable in the uh, in the Oasis. He's,
1: uh, he's he's the lead the mm-hmm. film. He looks familiar. Where have I seen him before? So, I just clicked on him. So, he was in
0: X-Men Apocalypse as... Who was he now?
1: I don't fucking know who he was. As just someone...
0: <laughs> he was in it it's just, all we know just
1: student number two <laughs> student
0: number two hang on a minute I'll tell you right now I feel
1: like he's got one oh of those... he
0: was the young he was uh young uh, young Cyclops
1: young was... oh yeah, yeah. That, that,
0: that makes sense
1: that is him but you know he's wearing the visor so, yeah, so we should have recognised him when he had the Oasis right. thing on
0: yeah I, for some reason he looked more familiar than his filmography seems to suggest
1: no, I think uh, it's just because of that. It, it has to
0: be because it's those
1: lips, you know. It, it, it yes, because it's, it's not his eyes. We don't see those. No, you ever. really don't. It's definitely his lips. Yeah.
0: Um, and then uh, Olivia Cook uh, plays uh, Artemis, Artemis, uh, aka Samantha in the real world. Um, she plays the love interest as well. Yeah. Um, the quote, ugly girl, <laughs> unquote. Fucking beautiful in the oasis and also beautiful outside of the oasis. Yep. Um, yeah, it, we'll get into that. We will. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, uh, the person you're thinking of who is the villain of all villains in everything you've ever seen, uh, his name is Ben Medelson. Uh, and, uh, he's Sorrento, who runs the, uh, the 101 Corporation. Uh, he, if, for those of you who don't recognize that name, he was also Director Krennic. Uh, in Rogue One.
1: Yeah.
0: Literally and, the same person.
1: And he also got his face crushed in by Bane in Batman and uh, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Right. <laughs>
0: that's right. I forgot about that.
1: I'm in control here. <laughs> or whatever. I'm in charge here. She gives you power you over me. in charge? You?
0: That's right. I totally <laughs> forgot that was him. Yep. Yeah. No, that's right. He's a bad guy yeah, and everything. had
1: that same quivering lip he, <laughs> he always has. <laughs> doesn't he he looks like yeah. he looks like he's gonna cry most of the time he does right i thought that when i was watching rogue one it was like dude get your emotions under control yeah, like just i don't know if he's related to julian eric roberts or what <laughs> but he has that cry face like all he the does.
0: time he absolutely does
1: um but yeah so he's the big
0: bad and then um you've got a couple of other people um you've got uh, mark rylance as holiday um, he, the, Halliday is the creator of the Oasis. And honestly, Mark Rylance, I was actually really surprised that that was him. Now that I know that it is, I can see it, but he is, he, he won a best supporting actor for Bridge of Spies a few years ago. Uh, and he's British, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that I it mean, was a pretty
1: interesting performance he, from him. He definitely. It's so different. disappears into yeah. that sort of, Steve Jobs with autism, sort of a character. <laughs> He's got a bit of social anxiety, yeah, just a little just bit, a just a touch, just a
0: touch. But he does it well. I thought, yeah. I thought he was really good. I enjoyed him. Um, uh, Lena Waithe, who I've never heard of before, um, yeah. but uh, she plays H, uh, and uh, that's a friend of uh, Parsable. And then there's some other people. Simon yeah. Pegg makes an appearance, of course. Yep. Uh, T.J. Miller.
1: Doing what T.J. Miller does best. Yeah. Probably improvising on uh, most of his lines. (laughs) On
0: most of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Right.
1: (laughs) So, it's... uh, Yeah, I mean, everyone did good. You know? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. For what we see of them, (coughs) they do well. But the problem is that most of the time we're seeing a motion-captured version of them. Right. And... Because the Oasis, because we know it's a video game, it sort of makes it okay that everything doesn't have to look real, because it's not.
0: Yes, and that is something that, at first it was a bit jarring, where it was like, oh, so we're going to spend the whole time in this weird, over-CGI... It it felt like
1: it. Yeah. That was a point where I was like, are we ever going into the real world? Yeah.
0: And, and you know, that's, I guess we can get into action. Is that uh, what action? we're Action and special oh, yes, effects, I yeah. guess, yeah. um, So, yeah, I, it's a bit jarring at first because you do spend a lot of time uh in the Oasis. But it is done in a way that I think is, uh like you said, it's intentional. Where it's, you know, yeah, it's supposed to be... In fact, it's not real. They're not supposed to mimic reality. The point of this is that you can be anything you want. It's not that you can... Di- it's literally, if you want to be the Iron Giant, that can be your fucking avatar forever. but Until you die. Uh, <laughs> until you die and you're bankrupt. <laughs> and then you're bankrupt and then you got to go back to being fuck all. Um, but yeah, so it, it's definitely one of those things that I think... Uh, it took a moment at first, but then I kind of got used to it. And I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, it's supposed to be... It's a fake world, so of course, yeah. of course, it's going to be unrealistic yeah. looking.
1: It was. I had, I had similar thoughts about uh, Tron Legacy. Was that the name? Yeah. of Yeah. So Tron Legacy, and while I thought they did a phenomenal job on uh, Mr. Bridges,
0: oh uh, yeah, I thought they did too.
1: E- even when it does look a little bit fake, you can be okay with it because they're inside a fucking computer. Yeah, right. And so in this, yeah, yeah he's in, a fucking program. Yeah, in this, nothing had to look like real life because it wasn't you know yeah and that was one of the things that
0: i uh, enjoyed because i i was listening to an interview and one of the writers was saying um you know one of the fears that people were having is oh they're gonna put you know tracer from overwatch in it and he was saying no we're not because that's not tracer that's somebody who chose to be tracer as their avatar so yeah they're not going to sound or do anything like other than be like, oh, look, I recognize that character. So, um, and I think they did that really well. I, I think they did a good job in that. Yeah. Um, if you honestly, if you know anything about 90s, 80s and 90s pop culture and you've played any video game ever, um, this, I, I I would say that you should watch this film because yeah. it's, that's what it is. It's yeah. a, it's a video game. No,
1: if you do, if you want it just a trip down memory lane. Yeah. That you will find it. Uh, yeah. and I mean, there's lots of sci-fi action to be held. Of, sure. of course, uh, there's there's big big battles. Yeah, as one would expect. Um, but there's so much. Even in those battles, there's so much pop culture just sprinkled about. Yeah, right. There, there's no way you can take it all in. No, in view. there's not.
0: Especially what you know when you get to you know your big third act, huge special effects set piece where it's everybody and everybody. You're just like, holy shit! What? Who did I miss? <laughs> Cause yes. there's there's a lot. It's it's a lot of stuff. Um but yeah I thought I thought the special effects were good I thought the action was good um you know there there's a couple of fun moments where things happen and you know I won't do, we'll go into that with the spoilers yeah. but there's there are a few moments where you're like all right that was fucking cool um but yeah all
1: right yeah. so uh do you want to do you want to rate it yeah um do you want me to start yeah can you all right uh so I I, I did enjoy it I don't know I don't know how much i'd want to see it again um it might be like i own it on on blu-ray situation but i didn't have any real problem with it so i'm going to go and give it 3.5 mm-hmm. out of five toys that i had forgotten existed but now remember <laughs> that's good no no that's, that's really good i like
0: that um, I am going to go a little bit lower. I enjoyed it, but I don't know that I would clamor to watch it again. So I'm going to give it a bit of an odd, odd number here. And mine's not going to be that. But I, look, I'm going to give it, I'm going to say 2.7, uh, references to Easter eggs that are actual Easter eggs, uh, out of five. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't want to say that I didn't enjoy it, but I left, you know, feeling like, okay, that was fun. But I don't really need to go yeah. see it again. And I, if I never own it, if it comes on television, all right, maybe, maybe I'll give it a watch again. But yeah. outside of that, I don't think there's anything that I need to see, uh, more than once.
1: All right. Uh, so now comes the point where we spoil everything. So yeah. if you haven't seen it yet or you're not familiar with the book, or even if you are familiar with the book, we know that it's not 100% the same as the movie. Right. So, uh, maybe you want to tune out until you've watched it. But, spoiler alert, there be spoilers ahead. There be. So, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, right. So, fucking Chucky, eh? <laughs> the, what's, the, the amount of horror references. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's an entire section that one of the challenges to get one of the keys. It's almost an entire act of the film. It's The Shining. It's The Shining. And it's beautifully recreated. Yeah, no, it's done...
0: Very fucking well, and,
1: and done in a way that's not—it's uh, not scary. It's—it's it's silly because of the way it's being reacted to. Yeah, but I mean, they recreate it really, really well. Almost to the point, I feel like some of those shots were actually from the movie. It does feel like that, doesn't use, it? And then they kind of use the yeah. yeah. It does. It's that for whatever reason
0: that, and I think you're right because there were moments in that sequence where I was like, oh, this is real. But yeah. like it looks more real than most of the things that happen in the Oasis. Because
1: there was a shot when, uh, when H goes in and it's the, the naked woman in the shower. Yes. When she's getting out of the shower and we kind of get a, an over the shoulder shot of her. It looked... But the footage looked old and it looked like... Yeah, it looked like they just then, took the clip and yeah. then... Yeah. Right, they, absolutely. And then when they cut to the backside, it it kind of had that feel of, oh, this is a different actress. Yes. Yes. So... I, yeah,
0: I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um.
1: But yeah, it, that's one of those scenes where you're just like, oh shit, they really are driving this nostalgia home. Yeah. Um, and if you're familiar with The Shining, you know what's coming in each scene. Yeah. And that's what makes it hilarious. Right,
0: yeah. And it's it's fun. I mean, they do this whole thing where... Um, cause there's five of them and they're, you know, they're the, they're the main kids that, that are kind of going through all this. And one of them has never seen The Shining. So they go through all the things that you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Um, because they've never seen it. So they follow the girls onto the elevator, not knowing it's going to gush blood. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty fun scene. Um, and they even do a, a really great, uh, joke to me that I thought was funny, uh, is after they've already discovered it, uh, they show the 101 Corporation trying to hunt, and they figured out that it is in The Shining, but they haven't figured out the secret to it. So you just see them and all you see all the people in the real world, and they're all just fucking freaking out
1: because they're getting killed in The yeah. Shining. Uh, it's pretty funny. It was, it was yeah, it's funny. pretty great. And then, of course, as you mentioned, Chucky from Child's Play makes a spectacular <laughs> cameo in the film. It's Fire probably Battle. my favorite cameo, which is. Odd, because Chucky's not even one of my favourite characters, (laughs) and it prompted the only use of the word "fuck" in the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, I love, I do love that that Spielberg
0: still kind of still kind of of operates uh, under that. All right, you get one if it's PG because that's you know that's a classic, you know, '90s PG thirteen. If you go see a PG thirteen movie, you know there's going to be one f bomb somewhere in the film, just one, and then. Fucking Forrest Gump came along and changed it, but uh, yeah, I did. Kind of, I thought that I thought it was a purposeful nod, uh, and the way they do it is is great. It's it's was absolutely the, great.
1: Was the was the, was the line? Or did he ask? He's like, "Is that fucking Chucky?" No, or he, just or he just says, says it. it. Yeah, because
0: it gets thrown <laughs> yeah. into him, and he just goes, "Fucking Chucky!" Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah it was good. They, there's a, there's a a number of moments like that. Look, like the Zemeckis Cube, uh, which took me a second too, because I was like. What does a Rubik's Cube have to do with... Uh.
1: Yeah. I still don't know what it has to do with Zemeckis. I I don't either. I just know that the 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 the, rewinding the time. But a Rubik's Cube is popular in the 80s, so it all fits. Yeah, (laughs) whatever.
0: Everything fits nice in a bow, I guess.
1: (laughs) So, also, did... It seemed like the DeLorean had the Knight Rider thing going on in the front of it. Did it? The swoop back and forth. I don't remember the one from Back to the Future having those red lights in the front. Now I feel like I've got to go back and watch for myself. I mean, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, is it, I mean, uh, was there anything? I know there's a big difference in the book. I, I was listening to an interview with the actual writer of the film and he was kind of saying a couple of things that can work in the book, but can't work in here. One of the things that he was talking about is the relationship between Percival and Armatiss. <clears throat> Uh, because he was saying in the book, it's a lot easier for you to believe that they're falling in love, even though they've never met. And apparently, I guess they meet at the very end of the film in real life. Um, and as he was writing the film, uh, he realized that there's no way he's really going to be able to convince anybody that like, yeah, they just got a virtual love relationship and everything will work out perfect. Like if she's going to be the love interest, they've got to meet Earlier on and actually develop a real relationship in the real world. Even so.
1: though plenty of people do exactly what he did. <laughs>
0: like, it's, I mean, it's absolutely true. He's
1: around her for a few hours in the, the Oasis and he's like, I love you. Uh, we've all fallen in love with an <laughs>
0: avatar before.
1: Here's my real name. We should meet IRL. <laughs> she was like, the fuck we should. No, come on,
0: it'll be fun. Age, sex, location. Let's do this.
1: Nope. <laughs> And, uh, so, this is one of my problems. You know? So, we were talking about the actress... Oh, yeah, earlier. Right. Fuck so off. So, when he's talking about, we should meet in life, she's like, no, you'll you, be disappointed. And then, and at one point, H is like, yeah, it's probably a man. You know? Which is a good point. <laughs> no, it's... It,
0: you know, Cause they're if not it, wrong.
1: For real life, it would have been a man. Yeah. But, when he finally meets <laughs> her, and she has her hair hanging down over just a part of her face, just one her uh, her right eye. Yeah. And... He, she, it, like, the wind blows it back for a moment or something, and he goes, I'm not disappointed, by the way. And she goes, I've lived with it my entire life. You don't have to, you know, say that. Yeah. And it's like, bitch, it's a barely noticeable birthmark over <laughs> it, your fucking eye. It's,
0: you've got, like, a you said, it's just got just a, a real-life domino thing yeah. going on. It,
1: it honestly looks like a shadow. <laughs> Over your eye. It's not. I've seen far worse when it comes to birthmarks.
0: Honestly, before, because when you just see it in the shadow and you barely see the hair, I thought she got punched. And he was like, oh, who did that to you? That's yeah. what I thought was going to happen. And then I realized, like, oh, it's fucking yeah, you nothing. A
1: black eye, yeah, yeah, I was like,
0: look, if anybody should be disappointed, it's you, love. You yeah. should.
1: It, Percival's not Percival at all. He didn't look anything like his fucking avatar. Yeah, so that was, for me, was one of those, oh, it's good. Good thing these two attractive <laughs> teens found each other amongst it all. It's weird. They live practically next door. Um, yeah. <laughs> apparently
0: all of them live in yeah. the same place.
1: Even the two look, heavily Asian-inspired <laughs> avatars that are Asian kids. Yeah. They all live in wherever the fuck this was supposed to be. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean... They're, they're, I guess you can explain it in a way that says, you know, obviously there's nowhere else to go, but the Oasis, so it would make sense that they would all live in the same vicinity,
1: but who fucking knows. But if it's a worldwide thing, I don't... I, that was a bit confusing, and they don't elaborate I, too much on it, but whatever. Yeah. Um Um Yeah, I do,
0: as much as I enjoyed, uh, you know, seeing villains be villains, I did feel that it was very, uh almost too one note, and, and just too cliche, where it's like, did you you can't have a cunt for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they until he wasn't.
1: And that's until what he I, wasn't, that's and that what was weird. Because he there, he reaches a point where he's got this female henchman who does the dirty work, right? And uh, at one point, she's she's found. A, they're they're on a van and they're hooked Down up by to the, the oasis. River. Yeah, they're hooked up to the oasis. She's tracking them, and her job is to take them out so yeah. that they're not in the oasis anymore, getting the final key. Uh, she radios in to be like, I found him. And he's like, give me a position. And she's like, I can handle this. And then he hangs up on her and he fucks off, grabs a gun and goes to, to handle it himself. Right. And he catches up to them and he knocks the van. He opens the door. He's got the gun. And then he doesn't do anything.
0: You know what it was? He saw the golden egg. And it was like that whole scene in Pulp Fiction where they opened up the briefcase And he was like, "Oh shit! It's so beautiful. I can't kill him now."
1: And I didn't get that. (laughs) I didn't get it
0: either. It was stupid.
1: And I mean, you got the kid who found the egg, and he's crying, and (laughs) and then maybe, maybe Cryface was like, "That's my job." (laughs) I don't know. He just, he just fucking like all sudden like has a change of heart. Yeah,
0: it was a, it was very weird, and I didn't. It felt way too forced. You, You know, you can't be the the corporate prick that is just. Corporatey, prickety, all the way through. Like, n- there's never been a moment where anybody's been like, "Oh, you know what? He's just sad because he doesn't
1: get it." But no, no, not at all. And I've seen that exact same story, that same scenario, only done the right way. And that is when Neo opens the door and gets shot by <laughs> Agent Smith, <laughs> only to discover that he is the one, just like Percival here.
0: Look, if you're going to go full Willy Wonka meets the Matrix, you fucking go full Willy Wonka meets the Matrix.
1: It's hard not to see those parallels. No, it's, it's important. Honest, they,
0: it is it is truly, when you strip back everything, it is the story of Willy Wonka with the Matrix reloaded. Well, no, that's rude, because those graphics are no, awful. Just, just, uh, the, just the original just the Matrix. Matrix. Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. what it is. It's <laughs> Willy Wonka inside the Matrix. No,
1: even once he finds the final key and he meets the the creator of all of it, and it's just that that whole scene is just like, uh, do you like the chocolate, the the chocolate factory, Charlie? Because I'm giving it to you. Yeah. That's how it felt. Yeah, no, it's yeah, no, it's exactly how it felt. Except there was a golden egg, and there was monologuing for no reason. <laughs> Lots of fucking monologuing. There was a lot of mon. It, yeah,
0: the the whole end of the film was just kind of it, the only saving grace for me.
1: Didn't it? It felt a little anticlimactic.
0: It did. It really did. Um. Yeah, it did. the only the only thing that I found to be fun in that whole end of the film was Simon Peck and his reveal that he's actually been the yeah, the uh like, the, the librarian the entire time and uh, cuz he
1: he plays uh Holloway's partner um who got, who basically he Holloway signed him at, like, out of the company he basically bought him out yeah. of the company yeah and, um, and regretted it yeah. Um, that was his big regret.
0: Yeah, because they they had creative differences, um, but he he regretted that he kicked him out. And so when he set up the game, he didn't tell Moro, is his name, right? Uh, so he didn't tell him anything about the game, but there were no rules that he couldn't be inside uh, and, you know, figure it out for himself. Not figure it out for himself, but at least see everybody and, and watch people work it out. So uh, that reveal that he's... Been there the entire time, and it's actually been Simon Pegg. I yeah. I enjoyed that. I thought
1: that was good. I mean, it was nice, but it didn't make no sense um, because they made it seem like the the librarian or whatever was there. The archivist was there. The always, always, anytime someone went to the archive, he was there to guide them to whatever they were looking for. Yeah, which means Simon Pegg would have been connected to the Oasis, always, <laughs> always. <laughs> Semantics, Kalen. (laughs) No. Semantics. I can't get behind that. Doesn't make any sense. Anyways. Uh, There there was some really great, again, going back to the pop culture moments, especially in the big, before the movie kind of, uh, there's a big battle sequence that's the battle of pop culture is what it was. Yeah, no, it is. Um, And that had some really great moments because that's where you get your Iron Giant. Yeah. Mecha Godzilla, a yeah. fucking Gundam shows up. A Gundam up, shows which, up. Yeah, that hands was down, one of the best moments. <laughs> yeah, no, it really was. Bounty. And it's
0: the way they do it is fantastic because uh it's it's one of the five and he's basically meditating and uh H basically yells at him and he's like, "When are you going to get in this fight?" And then he just throws his thing on. He's like, I choose the power of Gundam, and everybody lost their yeah. shit. It was such a good moment. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty great to see him square um, off against uh, Mega Godzilla. And then,
1: and then when like Mega Godzilla was fucking indestructible, I thought that Gundam was going to take him down for yeah. sure. But it didn't. But it messed him up. And then uh, when Artemis hops onto Iron Giant and shoots the eye out of Godzilla, and she fucking throws a mad ball. Oh, so inside. good! I again. Fucking forgot those things I that did ever too. existed. It, it
0: honestly took I'm so glad they give you an extra second or two to see what it actually is. Because it took me a moment to be like, wait, I recognize that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it that the moments like that are things where you're like, alright, this is alright.
1: And it's unexpected because there's so many sort of uh you know, like the holy hand grenade makes an appearance right. from Monty Python and yeah. the Holy Grail. Cylindrical, explosive, right? So when she chucks something, I was like, oh, what? Is it a thermal detonator? <laughs> you know? Um, and and then it was, no, it was a fucking mad ball that explodes. Yeah, Yeah. no, it was, <laughs> it was pretty great. Um, and that's also where Chucky makes his appearance. That's where Chucky makes his appearance, and yeah. A, he's apparently a weapon of mass destruction yeah. because he, he fucking
0: lit wipes people out. Yeah. Um, I think toads make an appearance in yeah, there. Yeah, there's some, some battle toads in There's some in battle toads
1: like, in there. Uh, a bunch of Spartans from Halo. Yeah, uh, the Ninja Turtles are there. there there's Ninja Turtles. Um, and so many. I saw Chun Li. Yeah. In one shot. Yeah, Some other video game characters. Yeah, there's, it's too much. Yeah. Uh, we'd
0: be here all fucking
1: night. Yeah, you, you again, um, you do, you do see Tracer from, from Overwatch. Yeah. Um, I didn't, not uh, not as many Star Wars references as I was expected. No. They mention the Millennium. Falcon, they do, they do, but they yeah, don't ever. But they don't show actually it. show any
0: uh, actual Star Wars characters yeah. at all. So, actually. and then
1: I think some things were already revealed in the trailer, like like the the DeLorean. Yeah, um, right. and then of course, Artemis' motorcycle is the one from Akira. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, there's the the Bigfoot monster truck. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so, there's there's a ton of them. So uh, King much, King Kong. It's all yeah. kinds of shit. Again, <laughs> I mean, you, if you're just going to for the nostalgia alone, I think you'd enjoy yourself probably. Yeah,
0: I, I think you would too. Great and, soundtrack. You yeah, know, it's so. and look, it's fun. And if you go to just see all the things you forgot existed, uh, this is a fun way to do it. Um, and it does look it plays very much like a video game. Um, you know, and and I think that was purposeful. And and like we said, honestly, the best comparison I can give you is. Willy Wonka inside of the Matrix like that it is that film that's it, what it is
1: it feels like it's everything that the movie gamer wanted to be <laughs> oh Christ I'm sure Gerard Butler's crying somewhere oh no no I'm, I'm sure he's not
0: that man just doesn't nobody pre-reads his scripts you know that right I, I, well, those I mean, scripts go directly to him but he and he that, just says uh, yes before he reads them
1: he had that massive hit recently with Geostorm <laughs>
0: I think every conversation with, with Gerard Butler and his agent goes like this. Agent goes, all right, there's a movie. And Gerard Butler goes, yes. And that's it. And then he fucking signs on the dotted line and there he is. He goes,
1: yes. Wait, am I, am I in it? (laughs) I mean, you could be. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't told you what it is yet. Doesn't matter. What am I playing? Are we doing, are we doing a sequel to 300? no you died I could come back you never know I'm fucking Leonidas bro
0: (laughs) (laughs) alright fine I'll do a film with Captain Hargill fuck it
1: (laughs) wait there's a pop culture movie coming out what if Leonidas makes an appearance in the Oasis? You know what? We
0: should look for him. I might have to see this film again and see if maybe he's in there. There's,
1: look, that's one where you just need to wait till it's on Blu-ray and you go frame, <laughs> frame, frame, my fucking frame. Because there's no way you'd have to. There's no you'd way watching you have to. You would be able to see everything that's there. Yeah, no, it's too
0: much. Yeah, it's too much. All right, so. Sorry, we've droned on and on. With, yeah. uh, but that's what happens when nerds start talking pop culture. Exactly. I am um, <laughs> um, Benjamin
1: Baker. I'm Caelan Burroughs. And we will see you after the next film. <laughs>